Welcome to the Taxol Podcast, where Taxol investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a Taxol veteran. I'm the leading Taxol expert. I'm the author of the Taxol Playbook. I'm the founder of the Taxol Academy, and I am your host right here on the Taxol Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As a reminder, this is a completely free podcast and is brought to you through and because of the Taxol Academy. If you are looking to learn more about investing, in tax-defaulted real estate, just head on over to TaxSellAcademy.com. Again, that's TaxSellAcademy.com. So as I am sure you have probably noticed, we are in a time where everything is moving online. Now, it wasn't all that long ago where online tax sales were somewhat of a rarity. Now, they are a very normal occurrence. Now, while the trend to move tax sell options online has been taking place for many years, when the coronavirus hit earlier this year, it seemed to really expedite the process for many counties. Naturally, there are still many, many other counties that are not online and might never be. But the number of counties that sell tax falter real estate online has certainly doubled in the last year or two. So I wanted to record today's podcast episode to go over 10 tips that I have when it comes to attending online tax sales. Now, I should also note, there are a number of different styles for selling tax-faulted real estate online. And most of these tips that we're about to go over can be applied to most of the different styles. All right, the first tip is to pre-register well in advance. So once you have established that the tax sale is online and you're interested in that tax sale, go ahead and create an account. Oftentimes, this will be a very, very easy process, like registering for any other online account, like a store, for example. Sometimes, though, it'll be much more difficult. I've run into technical issues before that have delayed my registration several days. I've also registered and thought everything was just fine, only to be emailed and asked for some sort of identity verification a week or two after I initially registered. So depending on the platform that's being used, it could take you days or even weeks before you hear back if you run into any sort of issue. Do not wait until the last minute to register or it could be too late. Another one is to place your deposit early. Now I completely get the fact that you don't want your money sitting around in a bunch of accounts that don't even belong to you. But hear me out. Some auction companies will require a hold on a major credit card. Maybe it's a $1,000 hold in order to bid, for example. A $1,000 transaction through an online auction platform that you've never used before has a pretty high chance of being flagged as fraudulent by your card issuer, which means that you'll have to go through the entire process of calling your card company, telling them it's okay to proceed, and hoping that doesn't happen the next time because it very well might. Other auction companies will require that you actually send a deposit to them. And maybe that's a flat rate deposit or maybe it's a percentage of whatever you think you'll end up bidding. And that deposit is usually gonna be through a wire transfer or an ACH transfer. And these things can take time. And even if they receive it the same day, many auction companies have to physically go in and credit it to your account. That also takes time. There is no reason to wait 
until the very last minute. Go ahead, get your deposit in, and make sure, by the way, that your deposit is enough. Another tip is to familiarize yourself with the software or the bidding platform. And even if you're super tech savvy, this one will still definitely apply. So once you have created your account and you're allowed inside the software or onto the bidding platform, take the time to browse around. Spend time learning what everything does. Not only can this help you with the way that you actually bid, which is pretty important, right? You can also learn quite a bit of interesting things just by taking the time to browse around. Some platforms have some really interesting statistics that can help you determine what it'll take to be successful in that county. Others might show better names, which you can then put into Google and onto the Property Assessor's Report to research other bidders to see exactly how they're investing, to get your own ideas that you can apply to your business. So it's very helpful to spend some time learning about how to operate that platform. And on that same note, a lot of these platforms do have training videos. So don't discount those as being too amateurish for you. They are most certainly worth taking the time to watch. The next one is to know the rules. And obviously, this is very important when it comes to the tax sale business. Know the laws, know the rules, know the customs. I've said that for years and years now. But what are the specific rules of this online auction platform? So for example, what happens if the platform just freezes up and stops working altogether? I had this situation once and I actually recorded a podcast about it. The way it turned out for me is the platform came live three hours later and I was the only person bidding on properties when it came live again. And that was the best day of my tax sale career. That's actually the title of that podcast episode. Now, besides something like that happening that's very extravagant and kind of rare, what are the other rules that will impact you? How long do you have to pay, for example? What if your deposit is not enough for your bid amount? How does the proxy bid system compare to the live bidding system? Who wins ties? All these issues and so many more impact your ability to successfully invest. So it's definitely worth the time to know the rules that apply to you. The next one is to arrive early. So at an in-person auction, I always, always arrive early. This is so I can make sure I'm registered. If there's a line to register, I make sure I have plenty of time to wait in line. It also allows me to pick out a good seat and get comfortable and get ready for that auction. For an online auction, it's actually very similar for me. First off, I wanna make sure that my computer and my internet are working. It always seems that technology breaks when we need it the most, right? Secondly, I wanna make sure that everything performs like it should on the bidding software, like my username and password. I wanna make sure I can remember those because all these different platforms have different styles of passwords, usernames, that kind of stuff. So I wanna make sure I have the right username and password. If I need to reset it, I need to have plenty of time to do that, for example. I also wanna make sure that there aren't any types of last minute changes like properties being removed, which in some areas are fairly common occurrences. These can wreak havoc on your plans when you log in at the very last minute and you can't figure out which properties are being auctioned off only to realize that the order has somehow been changed, that properties have been pulled from the auction or there are some other sort of issues that you've now finally figured out because you logged in at the last minute and you missed those announcements. And lastly, 
it just allows you to get more comfortable, not feel quite as rushed. And generally it makes everything less stressful than rushing to log in at the very last second. So make sure you arrive early. Another tip is to treat it like an in-person auction. Just because it's more convenient than actually driving to an auction, it does not mean that you should take a lackadaisical approach. I treat online auctions just like I treat in-person auctions. This means that I walk into my office or wherever I'm at very prepared. And even though I can use Excel or something on my computer to help me track bids, which is fine if you want to do that, what I personally do, I still print out the actual bid sheets along with my tax sale list. I have the physical tax sale list and my physical bid sheets. And what that allows me to do is I'll pull my pen out and I'll work down that bid sheet as the auction takes place, just like I'm sitting in the second row at an in-person auction. I'll make notes on what sells, how much it sells for, and I will follow along closely. This helps me to maintain some sort of normalcy in the routines that I use, which also ensures that I maintain focus. And speaking of focus, that's going to be our next tip. Make sure you are focused. At in-person auctions, our focus is usually going to be lost when our neighbor or somebody in the row behind us starts trying to have a conversation with us, right? And we can usually break that conversation when we're kind of short to them or maybe a little bit rude because we want to get back to the auction. But when it comes to online auctions, we are usually the ones who break our own focus. And we're all guilty of it. You have to remember, however, that you are buying real estate. It's a very, very important process. You should be as focused as possible. This is not a time to talk on the phone, to browse your phone, or to have multiple tabs open as an attempt to multitask. My advice is to have one tab open, which is your auction tab. Go ahead and maximize that auction tab so you can't see anything else on your computer. And then don't do anything, but focus on that auction that you are virtually attending until it concludes. Here's another tip. Be ready to bid. I know that sounds obvious, right? But this is one of those elementary things that a lot of people tend to overlook. And I'm guilty of this myself. One strategy that many bidders like to use is trying to sneak in a last minute bid. You know, where the auctioneer says, going once, going twice, going, and then boom, that last minute bid comes in. And that might work at in-person auctions, but with online auctions, it's a huge gamble. The automated systems will usually have a timer built in, and you might be able to time it correctly most of the time. But if it doesn't register your bid within one millisecond, you've lost that property. And for the online auctions that are moderated by a company where a person, a human, actually has to manually end the bidding, you are really playing with fire when you're not ready to bid when you're supposed to. Especially where you have a long auction or the auctioneer is just sick of being there that day. I've seen plenty of auctions get to the point where the moderator, the person that is ending the bids on that specific property, speeds up the sale process. So instead of the typical going once, waiting for bids, going twice, waiting for bids, and then sold, I've seen the screen flash. Going once, going twice, sold. Many, many times. So do not wait until the last minute to bid. Be ready to bid. The next tip, 
Stick around. I highly suggest not leaving mid-auction, despite how bad you might think it's going for you. There's two reasons for this. First off, I've been to many, many auctions that started out incredibly strong, strong for the auction company and the county that is. Many of the prices were ridiculous. They were just through the roof. And then over time, over the course of that auction, the prices started to come down more and more until the last few properties had virtually no bids on them. And as difficult as it might be, the longer the auction, the more I suggest you stay until the end. The second reason involves any changes to the auction. With an automated auction, the system will handle most stuff exactly like it should. So this one applies primarily to the online auctions that are going to be handled remotely by county or auction company staff. I have seen properties skipped and added on to the end of an auction. I've also seen situations where bidders have backed out mid-auction, only to have the properties that they backed out on re-auctioned at the very end. And there are plenty of other unusual situations where you can cash in at the very end of the auction just by being there. Now, obviously, these are not regular occurrences, but sticking around to the end can certainly reap benefits when the timing is right, when you get that opportunity. That does no reason, there's no good behind leaving that auction early. Go ahead and wait for that auction to conclude to make sure you don't miss out on any opportunities. And the last tip that I have for online auctions today is to follow up. Just because you won the bid does not necessarily mean you'll automatically get that property. In fact, you will not get that property unless you meet the rest of the terms of the auction. The process is not over once the auction is over. So at an in-person auction, you generally win, pay, check out, go home, and wait for the deed to arrive in the mail. With an online auction, however, you'll generally win, then you will need to go through some sort of process to make that payment. And when you make that payment, I highly suggest that you do it as soon as possible. You also need to make sure that all your deed information is updated. You need to make sure that anything else the county requires is taken care of as soon as possible. And once you do all this, make sure you get some sort of confirmation. That confirmation might be like a confirmation number from the auction software, or it might need to be an email confirmation. Send an email to the auction company, say, hey, did you get my money? Let me know. Because I've seen many situations where one minor mistake has led to a canceled sale. Do not let this happen to you because of your lack of follow-up. So there it is. There are 10 tips for online tax sale auctions. This industry is migrating online. So be sure to take the time to learn about online tax sales the best practices, and the process that is used by your specific area. By doing so, and by doing so right now, as early in this process as possible, you'll definitely be able to reap the benefits long-term. I truly hope that this episode has helped you out. If so, please take just a few seconds out of your busy day to leave us a positive review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on right now. And if I can be of any additional help, there are a bunch of links in today's show notes including one to our primary site at taxcellacademy.com. Take care, folks, and we'll see you next time right here on the Taxcell Podcast.